yeah, we're ready whenever you are. Okay, everybody, welcome to Total Mind Jargon. This is Jesse Ginsberg, and I am here with Tyler Young, our Hello. usual host on our left. And on my right, we have a new person that you are all not familiar with yet, but you will be soon. He is my one of my two longest active friends oh. him and his twin brother um Allison, welcome to the program thank you thank you you know it's a pleasure to be here you know get to see my old friends again and get to talk about stuff exactly well we are beyond excited to have you <laughs> i am excited to have you so well, thank you, thank you. yes definitely so um what's been up what's on your mind nothing much you know really getting a grasp of life Mm -hmm. and, you know the the life after school it's it's no joke out there you know? <laughs> right that is we're all going through it yeah, yeah. yes i mean everybody's gonna struggle but there's always a payoff at the end so you know just keep it in mind or i keep it in mind that every day is a another dollar to be earned and i just move on forward with it sounds good sounds good tyler What's going on? Uh, same old, man. The same old stuff that uh, Alison's saying, pretty much. Just working. Okay. Uh, nothing interesting happening this week for okay. me personally, because it was just another another week. Gotcha. But, uh, we recorded last week without you, me and Marcus. I know. I've been away for so long. Um, Marcus is modeling this weekend down in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Again. So yeah. we'll have to keep an eye out. Um, How'd the show go? Pretty well. Pretty okay. well, I thought. We made fun of you a little bit. Oh, good, good. <laughs> you know, I'm always we excited to of, hear that. Uh, when I when you got in my car and you asked me for money right away, we did make fun of that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes, that did happen. That was a little awkward. Yeah. But you, I was taking you to New York. Right. So what did you do up in New York? How did New York go? Yeah. Uh, well, so in New York, it was awesome. You know, had a great time. I was visiting my friend, Jordan, surprising him for his birthday. What's up, Jordan? I'm sure you'll <laughs> listen to this at some point i'm um, so, sure he will yes so um yeah he got a little a little shout out there so uh, i'm doing good i'm glad to be back you know i've had some time away to think about what's going on and think about my role and what i've been doing on the show and how i've been speaking and interacting on the show and you know one of the things that kind of occurred to me is i feel like i'm kind of getting into just the standard way of kind of thinking now i'm expressing my viewpoint and whatever but i feel like i'm not pushing i guess the boundaries of acceptable discourse and what's mm. acceptable to say so my goal uh moving forward is to speak even more radically and open-mindedly and try to make some people out there feel uncomfortable <laughs> so that's my goal. So that's my goal. So okay, well, that's well, what I have. And my set job out. be to keep you in check. A little yeah, bit right. With, exactly. With reality. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Definitely. So, and uh, happy Yom Kippur to uh, you as well. Yes. Thank I, you. I am not Jewish. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nobody except me here is Jewish, and you're only but, half Jewish. Right. So my father. But I guess that makes you fully Jewish. Yes. Yes. Too, I. So. I, I, I I don't think of myself we'll as half Jewish. But isn't, yeah, right. okay. isn't in Judaism, it's it's your mom's side, though, is the most important. Well, yeah, but there are a lot of rabbis more contemporarily who accept a parent. You okay. know? So, and if you if you do birthright, at least most programs, like if you have one Jewish parent, doesn't have to be the mother. So, okay. 
I'll take your word I, I for it. I feel Jewish. <laughs> I, I view myself as Jewish. The so. name is Ginsburg. That's yes. a pretty Jewish last definitely, name. Definitely. So, so most definitely. So. Yeah. All right. So glad to be back. Let's get this thing started. What are we talking about today? Um, yeah, we're going to talk about a couple things. You already talked about Yom Kippur. I thought that was going to be a topic. Oh, yeah. No, no. You can um, just cross that off at the bottom uh we're gonna we're gonna actually today we're going back on a couple stories that we've talked about in the past because they keep recurring um uh we're gonna talk about michael bennett uh the video and a full video of him when he was arrested um back during after the floyd mayweather conor mcgregor fight has come out and people have their opinions about that we'll discuss um mlb playoffs are coming up this week we'll talk about our predictions real quick cool um we'll discuss uh the fact that women have gotten the right to drive starting in 2018 in saudi arabia a good thing uh we'll talk about another failed attempt from the gop uh for repealing and replacing uh obamacare and then the biggest story of the week and i think everybody's talking about is the nfl players kneeling and the outrage and the response uh, from everyone. I feel like about. we've been talking about something football kneeling protest related just about every week we've I, been on the show. I that's know. That's what it feels like. Well, I think that's going to take up the bulk. So we'll start off with the NFL kneeling stuff. Cause, sounds good. So what's happened basically is it started, the kneeling has been going on for a while, obviously. Colin Kaepernick was doing it all of 2017. Yeah, and 2016. It, that's where it all started. Right. Yeah. 2016. You're right. I'm I'm back a year. Um. And a couple of people around the league have joined him here and there the last year and even earlier this season. And then Donald Trump had some some quotes in a in Alabama supporting um Luther Strange who was running for Senate. He lost. Mm. So uh can't believe I was pulling for <laughs> Steve Bannon's candidate. Uh. But I was. Uh, so. so that happened. He said some comments about NFL players calling them SOBs, and then they responded last weekend by not everybody, not even a majority, but a good portion of the players were kneeling, and that has resulted in people burning their NFL gear, um, a lot of think pieces, a lot of opinions coming out, and the NFL is kind of stuck between two factions right now. So. What, what do you want to say? Well, I was just going to add in that Raven fans were trying to tear down Ray Lewis's statue and get yeah. that removed. So, so that's here, here in the Baltimore area. That's kind of been the big one is because right. the Ravens were in London and they got beat terribly by the Jaguars. So the response here has been pretty crazy and people want to tear down the Ray Lewis statue. Um, but so first of all, let's talk about, I guess, the kneeling itself. Right. Um. It's it's a lot more widespread now, but it's coming after Donald Trump's comments rather than based on pr- police brutality and inequality. So what do you think about the act of kneeling at this day, at this point in history? How important is the act of kneeling anymore? Has it lost any of its luster? Do you want to, should I start that off? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Man. Okay, so I mean, basically, I mean, my my whole take on the recent events is that, you know, on one hand... I'm happy that everyone is against Trump and and that's a good thing. And it's kind of, but not everyone is against Trump. Right. But a lot of the league, huge swaths of the league are speaking out against what Trump did. Right. And even somebody like Tom Brady, Robert Kraft, um, they are, I guess, have been put on the opposite side in this particular case of Trump. Right. So, on one hand, I think that's a good thing. On the other hand, and on, in my view, the more important hand, it's been kind of disappointing to see because I think that the message 
in Kaepernick's original protest is being lost. And this is turning into a Trump versus not Trump issue rather than, you know, uh, police brutality or Black Lives Matter or whatever other issue issues were being raised prior. So that's the one disappointment to me, I think. Um, but I am um, glad that a lot of people weren't standing for the national anthem. I'm glad a lot of people were kneeling. Teams didn't even come out. So those were good things in my estimation. Um, and it's making a lot of people that I don't really like angry. So I, I also like that. But um, yeah, I mean, that that's my initial impression of it. Okay. Yeah. Allison? Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that. I hear you. I definitely do. Um, Trump being president, you know, you're in a professional environment. Once you become president, you know, you, you have to do your due diligence and, you know, you, you have to support everybody. But the comments that he had for the NFL and what they were doing, was it really necessary? Uh, that's a question right there. And um, honestly, as president, you can do what you like, but, you know, there's always going to be a consequence to what you do and what you say. Mm -hmm. And um, as for Colin, good for you. I mean, standing up to all these people for what you really, you know, think and feel about the situation of police brutality and, you know, racial inequality, like that, that that's a good thing. We, we need more people to stand up to stuff like that. And, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of positives coming out of it, and there's a lot of negatives. But if you really look at it, we're here to play football. Yes, we want you to stand up for what you want, and like we're all for it. But will you be able to handle the consequences of what you're doing? And that's what I've been really thinking. Like I, I hear people mm. talking about, oh, he shouldn't be doing this. Oh, he's disrespecting, but. Do you honestly know what he's doing? Like, do you do you know right. the message like from what he's doing? Do you understand like where he's coming from and stuff like that? And um, from like my opinion, I could I could care less about what he does and whatnot. All right, he's starting a movement with the kneeling and stuff. But at the end of the day, we're here to play football, and um, you know, it's not all about the little things that he's protesting about. I mean, there's always a bigger picture to it. There's a respect, there's, you know, veterans out there losing lives and, you know, helping others, even though we don't see that and we always see a lot of the bad. Um, of the military. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. It's like, we can always throw in our opinion, our judgment, but do we really know the full story and whatnot? And, so I just, you know, I'm conservative. I just keep it down low and, you know, I just let it pass by and see what happens. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, let, let's just play ball, man. You know, yeah, do what you got to do and play ball. Yeah, that's 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 the thing is I I'm kind of conflicted on the whole kneeling thing because I've been to sporting events with you, Jesse. You do sit for the national anthem. Right. I, I don't sit for the national anthem. At the same time, I have no problem with somebody that does sit yeah, for the national right, anthem. Right. It's, it's no, your right yeah, as an American. Yeah, I respect every Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of my opinion on last week was I was actually happier that teams came out and some of them kneeled, some of them stood because that kind of that's America. If you want to kneel, you can kneel. If you want right, to stand, you want right. to stand. Whereas the Steelers 
or teams like that sort of made the decision for the players. Now, I'm sure they had a vote and it was most wanted to do whatever. Right. But then it causes the awkward thing where the, the Army Ranger, Villanueva, came out and stood by himself in the tunnel. Right. And that creates a whole other narrative of military versus right. non-military, which it was never the issue. No. Whereas if the Steelers just said, okay, we're all going to go out, you're going to exercise your First Amendment right, that's how it is. Because now you've got this, like you're saying, Trump versus non-Trump. It's getting away from the issues. Right. Um, and I worry that the whole message is getting lost completely in the whole kneeling thing. That's um, very true. Yeah. I agree. So... And it's because people, you can say that they're not, it's not against the military, it's not against the flag, which I agree with you. I don't think it is against that. But if your message is getting lost in your action and you're not accomplishing what you want to accomplish, is it really worth it? They're not going to fire all the players just like, you know, Colin Kaepernick's out of the league now. But if you have people not go to the games or not watch the games, I worry that you're losing the whole point of what you're doing. So what right. what do you think of like, alternate methods to all this whereas like the cowboys kneeled before the anthem and then got up for the anthem people were locking arms well yeah i mean so i mean a lot of this like a lot of these protests or whatever you call whatever you refer to them as to me are not sufficient right so when we have people locking arms you know i mean what is locking arms exactly like no one it's kind of a unity type thing but it's very vague and unclear and what are we unifying for or against it's all these kind of questions are very unclear mm-hmm. um the whole locking arms thing i mean we had tom brady locking arms we had the jaguars owner i think mm-hmm. um who Shotgun. is a muslim american mm-hmm. uh, but donated a bunch of money to trump and he was out there locking arms with his players on the field. So what? what's exactly going on? Because obviously someone like Tom Brady isn't protesting or locking arms for the same reasons that Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. That's right. definitely not happening. So we have this huge mass of NFL players engaging in something they're all different things. We can't identify exactly why they're doing it. And the message of Kaepernick's has been completely eroded and taken away from everything that's going on. When we have, you know, I am not going, from what I know about Tom Brady's politics, I am not going to be with him really on anything and if he is doing the exact same form of protest or statement or whatever you want to call it if he's doing the same exact thing as everybody else in the rest of the league then i'm i'm gonna squint my eyes at that i'm gonna be like what's what's really going on here you know Mm -hmm. and that that's kind of what's been a a a frustration for me is when we have someone like tom brady who was before the election wearing his make america great again hat if he's involved in these protests or the statements what does it really mean yeah i agree i agree i mean there's like you were saying i mean my i guess solution to all of this um is all right you you can do what you can within the league and whatnot but at the end end of the day why not 
you know, find another way, you know, during the off season to do something about this. Or, I mean, since we have NFL players as like big icons for people and like fans, you know, enjoy watching them play ball and whatnot, you'll receive the same amount of attention or not as much, but enough to get your point across during the off season and whatnot and not have to cause all these problems. And, you know, Trump, uh, I guess, second comment could have been totally avoided, you know, if they had, you know, just decided to, you know, stick to football with the NFL then after the season or anything not dealing with football that mm -hmm. they're dealing with can be, you know, worked out outside of it. And, you know, you'll have more time. <clears throat> you won't be affecting, you know, your gameplay or um, what the NFL's main goal is, which is making money and, you know, providing entertainment for the American people or nationwide. People abroad. Yeah, nationwide. So that's, my, that's what I think. I think that, yeah, you can do what you can now. There's you have the right to, you have the right to protest and there's nobody out there that can tell you, no, you can't do it. Right. It's, it's, it's your right. So they can do what they can. Like I said earlier, they have to deal with the consequences of their actions. But if you're doing this outside of the NFL, you won't have all the attention of everybody who's a NFL fan or uh, ESPN watcher, you know, watching all of this going on when they could just easily be doing this outside of the NFL and, you know, doing their own thing and having their own venture. So right. that's my second thought. Uh, do what you want to do. Like, I have no comment. Like, I, I have no judgment for what you're doing because everybody has a right to do what they mm -hmm. want. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's like you, you just do what you can and, and move on. Like, why, why cause more problems than what's really out there? And, you know, just... I don't know. I feel like people should just let go and just move on with your life. Right. I mean, my whole thing is, though, that like people have become you can get so stuck into your own sphere of understanding of the yeah, world, though, yeah, is that if yeah. you don't go into football and say maybe the national anthem is not the right time to do it. But you go into football, this person's world where they're going to watch football, yeah, a person that's yeah. normally not going to pay attention to black issues or yeah, anything. Yeah. You kind of got to put it in front of their face. So, because it can be so easy to say, all right, I'll watch this game on fo on Sunday. Yeah. Nobody's going to talk about it. Then I'll go back to watching Fox News yeah. or my Facebook yeah. feed yeah. with my uncle and everything. Right, right. And so then you kind of don't see it. Right. And you just pl pretend, or yeah. I don't know, pretend, but you don't think it exists. Yeah. During, you know, the NFL, like anything dealing with the NFL, like all you see there is football. Like you don't have politics involved. Right. You know, people's opinion about what you're doing on the field and what right. you're not doing, what's patriotic and what's you know disrespectful so you know i don't know you can keep it separate i mean i don't know if it'll be easier or it'll be safer for everybody we'll never know until it happens so right but that's the thing i'm saying is maybe that's not a good thing because you can tailor your life so much that you don't ever have to address it yeah, yeah. so then when somebody goes well i'm going to put this in front of you because i know you're going to watch oh, it yeah that makes you think oh well they've got this problem but what the reaction has been is well, that problem doesn't exist because I don't see it Monday through Saturday. <laughs> right. So why would it be a thing on Sunday? Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's what I think the goal should have been was just get people talking about yeah. it. Yeah. But I don't know. It's been such an adverse reaction and they're not listening to what the players are actually saying. And it's 
about X, Y, and Z. Exactly. So I don't know. I'm, but, uh, I'm disillusioned with the whole process. I, I, but I mean, I think that anytime there is a protest or some sort of dissenting political statement, people always just dismiss it, ignore it. True. Like, I, I don't think that, I, I don't think you're ever going to see like media reaction be like, oh, oh, they really got an interesting point over there. Let's weigh that. Or I think what you're going to generally see is, people distort convolute because we have people on Fox news. We have people all over mainstream media networks that don't want their message to get out. Right. We want, they want to suppress and destroy and, uh, confuse or convolute or, uh, obs- obfuscate, whatever, all kinds of synonyms. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was just going through the, the, the source of different, I gotcha. Um, but yeah, the message and what's being said, you know, so right. obscure what's being said. So, so that kind of like, what could they do? What could they do that will get their message across and have people listen to it without them feeling they're disrespecting the flag or the military? Well, I mean, I, that is, that's an honest opinion that people do have that I don't, it's people that I don't think dislike black people or, or right, dislike. No. It's honestly an opinion that yeah. military people will have. Well, I think, I think one of the things like the Seattle Seahawks did, their players released a statement. You want me to read I mean, a statement? That, that's in plain, simple language. It's short. I mean, yeah, you could go ahead right. and read it. So but. this was on Twitter about a day ago, um, so on Friday. Um, and it's from all of the players onto their Twitter account, probably on Facebook too, all that stuff. It says, in an effort to create lasting change and build a more compassionate and inclusive society, we are launching the Seahawks Players Equality and Justice for All Action Fund to support uh, to support education and leadership programs addressing equality and justice. We invite you to join us in donating and taking action. I, I actually think they released a different statement oh, okay. about... but. Whatever. But anyway, that 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 that's the sufficient. Se- the Seahawks right. seem to be the one team that gets the point right. of it all. Is that because it is about equality and justice? That is the point of it. The point is not. Oh, I don't like Donald Trump. Right. right. So that's kind of the uh, the portion of it we need to focus on. Because I think most people would agree. Even if you are a Trump supporter, there's still racism out there. There's still inequality. You can look at neighborhoods and you can look at statistics. Black people tend to be poorer. They tend to be less educated. They tend to live in less desirable parts of the world or the country. Like that's an actual thing that's going right. on. Yeah, so right. definitely. I don't know. Do you have anything else to add on this this kneeling or this locking arms or any of this stuff? Um, I mean, I, I think um and this is an example of the Seahawks actually doing something. Right. About that, it. I, which I don't is know. the complaint a lot of people have is though they're not doing anything, they're just right. kneeling for the national yeah. anthem. I mean, and uh, you know, I don't know what effect their this organization will have or whatever, but I guess it is something. So that sounds like a good thing. Yeah. And so monetarily, though, people are the NFL is taking a slight hit for this. Viewership will be down, has been down. You know, ticket sales are slightly down. Um, Do you think this is going to have a lasting effect or if the players find some solution to this, can the NFL bounce back from this? and regain its supporters i mean i'm not sure you would probably have a better answer for that than i would but i I hope it does i hope that the nfl and a lot of the messed up things they do starts to crumble yeah i I I mean i think i think sports on tv have a bigger problem than just kneeling for the national anthem anyway right younger people aren't buying cable which is how a lot of these leagues make their they're not making their money from ticket sales i hate to break it to you if you don't go it's not really affecting their bottom line it's if you don't buy cable packages that's hurting their bottom line so 
you know, if you if you buy your cable package and you just don't watch the NFL, like that's great, but you're, they're still getting your money one way or the other. Um, but I think live sports have a bigger problem than just kneeling for the national anthem. It's just people aren't buying the product anymore. Um, but I don't I don't know. I think I think if people start standing and they do something else, whether that's right or wrong, I think people will flock back to it because people just like football. Yeah, no, I I do think that's true. I mean. People can't stay mad forever, yeah. you and, know. And I so think the people. Hopefully, I can. But, yeah, <laughs> but I think they will. I think the the league, the players will succumb to the pressure. I think you will see a lot more standing. Um, oh yeah. So I don't. I think this is short term. I think this might have been Just a one or two. Day, yeah. You'll have stra- You'll have some stragglers this week that'll be kneeling, which right. you know that is their right to do. Again, I'm totally middle of the road. I'm not offended by it. I personally wouldn't do it, but I get it why you would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion on it. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. Anything to add or no, we covered everything? Yeah, no, for the most part, we covered everything. Uh, okay. Dealing with the kneeling. Cool. So. Let's move on. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to stay in the NFL. Stay with the Seahawks. <sighs> stay with politics. Uh, yeah. Michael Bennett. Uh, I think it was about a month ago. We had the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor fight. Uh, August 26th, so yeah, a month ago. We covered this several episodes ago. We did. We the did. initial incident. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So he was um, detained. He was not arrested. He was not charged with anything. There was a shooter incident. Somebody had a gun in a, in a, a casino. Gunshots were fired. Gunshots were fired. Um, they People were evacuating. Um, police had given some kind of orders, but we hadn't seen the full videotape. We'd only seen from the street, I believe. It wasn't the cops' cameras or anything. Right. Um, that Bennett was detained on the ground with his hands behind his back, getting shouted at and having a gun pointed at him. He had posted a thing on Twitter. Now we've got the Las Vegas Police Department has released body camera and surveillance footage that they say uh, vindicates their police officers. But at the same time, you can probably say just as much it doesn't vindicate them. I, I don't know. You guys have seen the video. What do you make of what's what's going on? Either one of you. Allison. I, mean, I- I understand what the three officers were doing. You know, they see suspicious activity. You know, you act on it. You don't want nothing bad to happen. And um, you'll have that guilty conscience, I guess, when you know that you could have done something. Even if, like, they they weren't in the wrong or anything like that. You know, you always want to be careful. But, again, was some of the things that the officers did necessary like the shouting and you know putting your hands behind your back having their knee on their back and whatnot like yeah you got a gun pointed to him what is he gonna do like jesse was saying earlier yeah what is he really gonna do so um jesse i know you probably have more insight on this so go ahead and take it i I mean yeah that that's the big thing for me is you know they they do in the video point to a guy that they do claim is michael bennett and he's like seemingly to me doing what everybody else is doing. It looks to me like he's hiding because there were gunshots and he's like crouching and moving to like somewhere I would assume he thinks is safer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, to me, I mean, my point, um, even with this new video footage remains the same in my mind that when they have him on the ground, they have his hands behind his back. He cannot do anything. Even if he has a gun in his pocket, which he didn't turn out to. Right. Even if he has a gun somewhere on his body, he cannot do anything. He cannot access the gun. He cannot reach the gun. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So then for him to be on his back 
to be in that vulnerable position. And then for a cop to come along and put a gun up to him. And as Michael Bennett claims, I'll blow your effing head off. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. That's the entire problem in my mind about right. this entire situation, let alone. Well, maybe not the entire problem, because there is a good chance he was racially discriminated against in the first place. Just despite what the cops are saying, there's, so, a, there's a good chance. So but, the thing is that people are saying, though, is and I don't know if this really means anything. It was two Hispanic officers and a black officer that were responsible. So automatically, that means racism does not exist. You understand? Right. Right. I don't know. I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I, I would. And I guess I have some evidence to support this, but I would, you know, speculate at at the very least speculate that, you know, black officers, Latino officers are not, you know, immune to b- believing right. black citizens or Latino citizens are more dangerous suspicious or, or yeah, dangerous okay. than than white citizens. Yeah. So they're not they're not immune to that because right, I agree. we live in a white supremacist society and it impacts the minds of everybody. That's part of living in the, the world that we live in. So Yeah, I mean I think I pretty much agree with you in that I don't I don't have a problem with them. If they think Michael Bennett was being suspicious, you do detain him and you make sure he's not a threat to anybody. That's right. totally fine. Whether it's really racially motivated or not, I don't really have any evidence to support that. One I, way or the I other. can't tell. But yeah, I mean, once he's on the ground, like, and I get you might think he be he's a criminal, but you don't shout at him, call him names, or threaten him. You yeah. know, that's where it gets kind of messed and, up. And pull your gun on him. Yeah, I mean, right. he can't do anything. But yeah, detaining him—that's part of the officer's job—is to defuse the situation. As far as the video goes, you do see him crouching, but you see other people running and sort of crouching too. So I don't really know what that presents. And there's no—I don't think there's any body camera footage um, from them actually when they have him on the ground and they're pointing at him right none of that has come out which that that's the problem i think i don't think anybody's there's no problem detaining a guy that you think might Mm -hmm. be dangerous right so i i don't know i don't know if this video is really anything i think it'll continue to be an issue in the headlines because i don't think michael bennett's gonna uh, go away he's not gonna deal with that as the explanation i'm not gonna gonna right no so anything anything else on that no i mean i think my point's been made all right I i just to you know, piggyback off what Tyler said, I just don't understand um, arresting somebody for you know crouching and hiding and whatnot when there's other people in the doing the same yeah, thing. There's other people in the casino, like you can see in the video, crouching and you know trying to run away. So I, that's that's one thing I don't understand. But um, right, hopefully one day I will. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on. We'll to, see if that day comes. Yeah, we'll move right. on to baseball now. Um, sort of right in Jesse and I's wheelhouse, but Allison's going to chime in a little bit. Uh, the MLB playoffs start on Tuesday with the AL wildcard game. The Orioles will not be attending. <laughs> They'll not be a part of it. It looks like the game's likely going to be at Yankee Stadium. Um, I think the Yankees have a small chance of besting the Red Sox for the division. Um, I, I think that's basically gone. Basically, but, but I think they have a slight chance. Mm-hmm, but okay. right now we'll say Twins are going to go to the Yankees right. on Tuesday. Um then Wednesday, uh, the Diamondbacks, I believe, are going to play host to uh, the Rockies. Although uh, there's a chance it's Milwaukee. It's a chance Milwaukee gets in. They're two games back with, I think, three games to go. Um, so we'll see. The Yankees cool. are, it looks like, two games back of the Red Sox with three games to go. Or no, oh. two games to go. 
Oh, I did not realize they were that close. Two back with two to go. But likely it's going to be Yankees hosting the Twins, uh, Diamondbacks hosting the Rockies. Do we have any thoughts on how those games are going to go? You never know. Yeah, right. Who knows? I have the Twins and I have the Diamondbacks. Are you thinking with your heart or with your head? uh, The first one with my heart, (laughs) the second one with my head. Because the Yankees are probably going to throw Severino, I yeah. believe. And the Twins will probably go with Santana. Yeah. Um, it's got to be Irvin Santana. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, I'm taking the Twins. I They've been playing well as of late. They, I think, you know, I also kind of am believing that something might be going on in Minnesota because I've been saying all year long that their two-game lead in the AL wild card wasn't going to hold and they were going to fall off. And now they've held it. They've expanded their lead. And I think they're in a good spot to, like, cause a little bit of trouble, in, bit the, trouble. in the American League. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm taking the Twins. All right. Yeah. Alison, do you have any opinion on that? Opinion. Yankees, so, Twins. When it comes to sports in general, <laughs> I, I typically not or choose not to, um, you know, go with one side or another. Because they're so unpredictable, you know. Anything can happen, like Tyler was saying. Any anything can happen in, in any type of sport, you know. It could be the underdog, you know, coming up up on top and destroying that team that they really thought they were going to lose to. Well, right. I hope they're not thinking they're going to lose to them coming into the game. But you know, things do happen, and I tend not to, you know, choose sides. I mean, th- this is for all sports. This is not just for baseball. It comes with basketball, football. Like, everybody's asking me, oh, do you have a favorite team? Well, eh, I, I know a couple players, like, on some teams that right. I root for and whatnot. But when it comes to choosing sides, it, it's just unpredictable. And it's, it, it could be an easy way to lose money, a real easy way. True. I, yeah. I hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hope nobody bets <laughs> on the prediction I made. No one's <laughs> no one's looking to me for oh, Jesse said oh, yeah, the twins are gonna win, so I'm putting a hundred on them. No, right. no, please don't do yeah, that. Yeah. But go ahead. No, no, that's no, that, that's that's all you man. I I, I was just saying like, I that's the one thing I, you know, try to refrain from is oh yeah, put 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 a hundred dollars on this team. No, I, I think I'll save my money this one. <laughs> right, yeah. I worked hard. Yeah, yeah right. right, exactly. So, right. I mean, ga- not gambling, but like you know, choosing a side and whatnot. That that's all you guys. It's, you know, it's gambling. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, so it's like, yeah, you, you got it. You're going off statistics and, and you know facts of you know their previous game and uh, what they've been doing throughout right. the season and whatnot. So yeah. it's it's an imperfect system. Yeah, that, yeah. It's kind of like yeah. guessing what side the coin will land on you know is it a heads or is it tails? Yeah, 50, it's a li- it's a little different yeah but yeah um so, who do you got i'm i see i'm looking and i'm assuming that uh severino is gonna pitch right you'd have to think so i guess the only other person i could see maybe doing it would be sabathia yeah cc yeah. um but i say severino probably starts but do you worry his youth in a game like this versus Santana, who's a veteran he's in his 30s you know yeah i mean i i also um, think about um you know, I think I think uh, Severino's been struggling a little down the stretch. He might be getting tired too, so I I, I would also let's, have that concern with him. Let's see. Let's look at his so, game log here. Okay. Uh, over the last couple of days, he's pitched. His last game was on the twenty seventh, so have plenty of rest. He did go six innings, allowed one run. Mm-hmm. But the game before that, he only went three innings and allowed three runs. Mm-hmm. Before that, eight innings and two runs. Mm. So, so okay, yeah, that's that's pretty good but, right there. Yeah. 
you know, I'll go with the, I'll go with you, and I'll say Twins. I think San Diego is that with your head or is that with your heart? I mean, it's kind of a combination. <laughs> I want them to win, right? But at the same time, I think Santana can kind of keep those emotions in check as the veteran. Yeah, Severino is what 24, 23. Yeah, um, I worry he'd be a little he's amped young. up, and he's a fastball, hard thrower yeah. guy. So he might he just gets, be trying to blow it by. All yeah, the if he hitters, gets wild, right? they might be in trouble. He uh. He doesn't walk a ton of guys, but you never know. He he probably will have a quick hook though. Oh, Girardi yeah, will not time, leave dude. him in there. Any it, when he senses any danger. Well, yeah, they've Girardi got a good pen. Yeah. So, all right, I'll go Twins. Uh, okay, and I also got I got family in Minnesota, so I got okay. I got so take you're the biased. Twins. You're yeah. completely biased. No, 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 uh, no yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm taking the Twins, and I'm sticking to it. And then go to the AL. Uh, or the NL, I'm NL, sorry. NL. The Diamondbacks and J.D. Martinez and Paul Goldschmidt, who are on a tear, will be probably hosting the Rockies. What do we think is happening there in Phoenix? D-backs. Yeah. D-backs. They've been great all year. Um, if they weren't in the NL West with the Dodgers, they would probably have a division title. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Diamondbacks. They're great. I think I'm agreeing with you. What's not to like? Goldschmidt they came out of nowhere. Goldschmidt's and, been great. J.D. Martinez has been like destroying the baseball since he got there. He's, right. He's played 60 games for them. He has 29 home runs. That trade worked out. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so, and you're not going to pick a side. Nope, <laughs> you're just going to watch <laughs> out. Same, same He's thing. afraid of here, too, right? Same All right. Thing. So, do we want to stay consistent? Okay. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you want to talk about divisional round or do we want to wait? on that Ooh. that'll be going on before we meet again next weekend so you can't really make predictions all right so run. what what would the divisional round match well do? let me google it jesse okay. i don't know yeah. it would be um they would start on friday right no on thursday i'm sorry that'd be the al games would be starting on thursday so it depends on how it works out right. do you think the twins are gonna win yes so the twins would go to the astro or would go to the indians right Cleveland. and the red okay. sox would go to the astros because Cleveland has the best. Oh, record, Cleveland so has get the, the best. Right, seed. right, right. Yeah, right. Okay. So, well, that's just the round. The, yeah, the, the whole round. You got to go Indians, don't you? Yeah. You oh, yeah. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're no, definitely. Fire. I'm taking them. Yeah. Okay. And then right. if the Red Sox go to the Astros to start, just to start the series. I'm, I'm taking. Uh, I'm One taking Houston. Astros. Yeah, <laughs> I'm taking Houston. I mean, Boston. Boston's been. Pl- they've. Been, I feel like they've been a mediocre team all year i think they're overperforming a bit um i i don't they but have david chris price, sale but if david, they have chris, or, uh, sale, chris sale david price is gonna probably be in the bullpen yeah they have chris sale but i think they've been overperforming i i don't but think it's chris gonna sale happen to pitch in three games or two games i guess in a five game series he's so good i I'm taking the Astros, okay? <laughs> All right, I'm well, taking the I'll Astros, buck with yeah. you, and I'll say Red Sox beat okay. the Astros, but I okay. will say the Indians beat the Twins right? Okay. or the or the Yankees if so, they get them. So whatever. we agree with that. Yeah, and then in the NL, it um it would be the Cubs are going to go to the Nationals. That's a nice series. That will That'll be, be a cool series. That'll be real fun. And then the winner, um, which we both think will be the Diamondbacks, will go to the Dodgers. And you got to – I don't know. That's a tough one. Diamondbacks, Dodgers. Yeah, and uh, and the Diamondbacks just handed it to them not too long ago. And the Dodgers too. are not in good form right no. now. They're struggling. So I will I'll take the Cubs over the Nationals. Okay. And that is I I, I like that. I, and the Nationals have home field advantage in that series. Right, yes, they do. And I'm still taking the the Cubs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So and as far as the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers 
the Dodgers like just got their hundredth win like not too long ago. They've really been scuffling, but I am going to stick with them. Okay, I am going to. Gosh, that is a, <laughs> that is that is a real matchup. I, I'm taking the Dodgers. All right, I, I have I, them to win the World Series. Well, you got to so. go with them then. Yeah, I'm going to stick yeah. with you with the Dodgers. I'm going to okay. take the Dodgers, but I think the Nationals will finally get over their divisional round hump and get into the NLCS. And leading to the Dodgers. <laughs> probably. So to recap, right, okay. AL wildcard, you believe the Twins will beat the Yankees. Yes. I agree. Twins right. beat Yankees. And the NL wildcard, Diamondbacks over the um, Rockies. Yes. We both agree on that. Yes. Going to the ALDS, you believe Houston will beat the Red Sox. Yes. And you think... Um, the Indians will beat the Twins. Yes. I agree the Indians will beat the Twins, but I think the Red Sox will beat the right. Astros. Mm-hmm. NLDS, I think Cubs, or I think Nationals over Cubs. You think Cubs over Nationals. And we both think Dodgers over the NL wildcard winner. Correct. We both think will be the Diamondbacks. Correct. All right. Easy enough. Let's see what happens. Okay. It's about in. to be exciting now. It's it going to be this really is the best exciting. Part of the season. Yes, it is. The games all matter. Whereas when you 162 games, you get that feeling sometimes like on a Wednesday. Ah, this is like whatever. Who yeah. Cares? Wade Miley's pitching. Who really right, cares? Right. But this is all for, for all the marbles, man. Yeah. And all the right. Orioles cannot get any of the marbles. No, but it'll be a fun offseason for the yeah. birds. Maybe we'll talk about that next. Yeah, week. definitely. We'll see what happens. Um, moving into away from sports into some serious stuff. Is this our final topic for today? Uh, nope. We got two oh, topics here. Two topics. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. We've got to first talk about in Saudi Arabia, big news for progressive people. Well, I think just just decent people everywhere. <laughs> Women are finally going to get the rate the the right in 2018 to drive in Saudi Arabia. Can you believe they still couldn't drive in Saudi Arabia? I it's so hard, it's hard to imagine living in a world where like just women aren't driving on the streets. And yeah, have to rely on so many other people and I know are spending all this money when they can be keeping it for something that actually matters within their family right paying for ubers and stuff like that paying their do they have uber over there i don't know i would think so oh i don't know a taxi of some yeah right a taxi right so some type of transportation that they would have to pay for it but you know being able to you know drive like as a female that's that's a big accomplishment for that you know kingdom i guess and um no good good for them They're, they're moving into the right direction you know and uh, from what I can see or what I can read, it's uh, beneficial to their economy and whatnot. And um, hopefully they can get their social you know, status not totally changed up, but you know, a change or two won't hurt. Or you won't know until you, your changes are made, and you know time goes by. Right. To see if it, it really the impact, the right? Yeah, mm-hmm. It really hurts the country or not. So I, I applaud them. Uh, uh, I'm glad they're moving into the right direction and whatnot. And, and what I suspect is going to happen is it's going to be like uh, gay marriage here in the United States. Like everyone's going to be riled up about it for right now. Give mm-hmm. it two years, and then everyone's going to forget, and it's just going to be normal. Yeah, I mean, that, we'll I mean, see. Yeah, to, to a certain extent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Since you know that culture is is strict and it's you know it's not it's not usual. Like you don't see it every day. Like they get punished for like as of right now, 
there's been uh, females, you know, trying to get behind the wheel and they've been arrested for it. Right. So it's right. not like a, a norm to see a female driving and, and then have it be acceptable for the entire society. So, right. I mean, yeah, it, it will take oh, a lot of time for them to, you know, get used to that. But in the long run, you'll never know until the time passes. Mm-hmm. You're able to evaluate what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that there's no reason this day and age you can't have women driving. It's right. ridiculous. And like you said, it should be a boon to their their uh, economy. Yeah, you, right. You're ignoring half the population. I mean, I'm sure they were still purchasing things if they got a tax rab- ride to the mall or whatever. But to have them paying for gas now, they can get to their jobs more efficiently and all those things. That, I mean, it's just it's crazy that we're we're this day and age. But it's the Middle East, and it's sort of backwards in time a little bit when you get over there. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's mm. good. I don't know. There's yeah, nothing bad about it that I can see. Right. It, you want to know a really interesting thing? What? For a long time, I have wanted to visit Saudi Arabia. Why? Really? Yeah, because I wanted to see kind of a world that was so backwards. No, no, no. I I, I would disagree with that term. I I, I wouldn't say backwards, but. Um, what, but what I would say, so different, radically different. So like, I mean, we're, we're a Christian country and, you know, I see the effects and the ramifications of living in a Christian society, um, in the United States, but you know, like in Saudi Arabia, like when certain times in the day hit, like everybody gets out of their cars and prays like five times a day, you know, because it's. It's a Muslim um, country. Yeah, it's a Muslim country. And, you know, and I just wanted to kind of like experience that and kind of be immersed in that and to see just a totally different kind of not not that Islam is that different from like Christianity or because or Judaism, because they're all basically the same yeah, thing. About the, yeah, yeah right. In their own way, they're talking about the same thing. Right, right. Exactly. But just to kind of see. um I don't know. I just felt like when I heard that, you know, people would get out of their cars five times a day to go pray. I'm like, yeah, let let me see what that looks like. Like that. That's amazing to me. So, yeah, I've wanted to visit Saudi Arabia for a while. It's amazing. But is it necessarily like it's kind of it's weird now. And like, I have no problem with with people expressing their religion. And that's totally fine. But that's weird. Like your day stops just for God. Yeah. And it's not like a norm we see in the United States. Like, we don't see people hopping out of their cars. You know, I know, right. Like, I know. You know, people just going straight to church. Like, but, I mean, people do go straight to church. Right. Every day like, I give you guys props. You, right. you guys got it. Like, that. good for you guys. But, um, yeah, you know, like, Islam, uh, Muslims within the United States, I don't see them, you know, hopping out of their cars. Right, but yeah. Do you think that your day is probably planned around that, though? You kind of, you make sure that at those times, right. you have several minutes yeah, yeah, that yeah, you're not yeah, driving. Right, you know what I mean? Right. I don't think it's like, oh, I'm on the highway, I got to pull yeah, over and do this right now. Yeah. It's like, I'll make sure I'm at this place by so-and-so so, time. Well, no, but so I, I, I think even on the highways, people stop yeah, their yeah, cars. Yeah, Yeah, that, that's my I know, but wouldn't, I mean, you, we can, wouldn't you plan it? I've never been to Saudi Arabia, so I don't know, but... I'm pretty sure that yeah, people like stop their cars. I think sure. it's like a, kind of a mutual agreement. Like like everyone just that's what everyone does at these times. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um yeah. All right. So, well, that's interesting. Right. It's different. Right. Uh and then we're going to move on to our final topic, 
we're going. That was a quick one. That was a quick. Well, do you have yeah. anything else to add? No, I don't. I, I mean, I don't. You know, you kind of got away from the thread anyway. Like, I want to just go to Saudi. Arabia. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I did. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, um, the final one is about healthcare in the United States. It's a topic that I'm not totally versed on, but you hear it in the news all the time. Um, Graham Cassidy, two senators in uh, in Congress, had well with a couple other senators too. I think yeah. had put together a healthcare plan to repeal and replace Obamacare. Um, this is like the third time GOP's tried to do it since. I think more than that. But I'm just saying since Trump has been in office. Yeah, I think more than that. I don't know. Okay, whatever. It's whatever. been multiple times, and they failed every multiple time. multiple failures. And it yeah. seems like they're getting even farther away. Because last time John McCain was, it was like one vote away. John right. McCain said no. Now they didn't even take a vote. Um, healthcare, you know, it's going to be an issue because it affects everybody. Um, it's dead again. Uh, but for it's, now, it's probably not the end of it. You know, probably next year they might swing back around to it. Uh, maybe even sooner than that. I mean, oh well, yeah, the end of the year is coming up. Yeah, and they it's, now need 60 votes for it because Democrats will assuredly filibuster. So they they had this spending time where they can frame these bills as budget reconciliation. Right. So where they would only need 50 votes plus Mike Pence. Right. But now um, they need 60 because this budget reconciliation period or their ability to do that has ended for right. the year. Until for now. next year. Yeah, yeah. right. So, but they're still, you've seen that they're still affecting, like they're, they're marketing it less to get people to sign up for it. They're, they're having right. less people hired by the government to help people sign up for it. Right. You know, the, the administration does not want people to sign up for this healthcare yeah. bill or this healthcare solution. So they're still trying to weaken it and do whatever damage they can to it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, wouldn't, you'd want everybody to have healthcare at least some yeah, to a certain extent like right certain coverage you know that that take care right of the, you know the normal stuff you know like going for a checkup and stuff like that mm -hmm. right so this kind of brings us to the so like what the democrats have started to do pretty much is everybody is going farther to the left and going to the bernie medicare for all medicare for all socialized medicine completely but there's still not a totally viable way they've proven to pay for that either so we're sort of in a weird place with healthcare right now where I don't understand it enough. I'll admit yeah, that to I talk agree. about it, I don't but it seems like the two sides aren't talking to each other. The Democrats are like, well, this is what we, we need to do. And I would argue that most people would agree with the democratic idea of socialized medicine. I think that's what most people want. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if that's the most viable thing, but the Democrats are using that to their advantage, whereas Republicans are very opposite of that. Republicans are kind of anti-government in general. They want as little government as possible. Um, I don't know. I feel like the two sides aren't talking to each other, and we're in a weird place in politics where they're trying to get stuff done without the other, and they'll just make enough deals with the other side to get the one or two people they need. Well, well, Bernie is basically, I mean, he's not actually trying to pass a law at this point. He's just trying to gather support well, and, and, and move the conversation further left. Well, right. And so which is, I think, the right strategy on his end. Right. And well, what he's done, though, is he's gotten some of the most, the, the biggest probably presidential candidates from right. the Democrats, Kamala Harris from California, Elizabeth Warren, Massachusetts, uh, or, um, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, from New York and Cory Booker from New Jersey, they're mm -hmm. all on the side of Medicare for all. And those right. are probably the four biggest presidential candidates on the Democratic right. side. Uh, obviously, 2020 is a long time away. But don't you think that's a problem, though? Like, we're such a polarized country anymore that to get, like, any 
um, momentum or enthusiasm for a healthcare bill, people have to go all the way left or all the way right. Well, I mean, basically, I mean, I think Bernie is doing the right thing basically by advocating for what's right and what we should have. So I don't see that as a problem. If it happens to be the leftist most position, then let it right. be the leftist most position. But he's, I mean, healthcare should be a right to all people. Nobody should die or deal with some chronic illness because right. they don't have enough money to pay for it. That should not happen anywhere in the world. And moving toward making that a reality and making issue not a money, making money not an issue for people in their health care is a good thing. So, I mean, look, if people on the right wing wanted to do the right thing and allow everybody to get health care, then we could unify around that position. But I'm not going to, you know, cater to them and their wrong position mm -hmm. just because it's more in the middle or mainstream. No, I'm going to fight them every single day until, you know, our demands of people being treated with decent dignity is met. Right. You know, and that's I mean, that's my take on it, you oh, know, yeah, so yeah, I agree. I agree with that 100%. Um, I, I'm not too sure. I, it, it, I don't know. It, it can go it can go one way, it can go another. It's just, I, I'm not too sure. I, I, can't, I can't even comment on that. It, it's a tough it's a tough thing and that's why it's healthcare is extremely complicated right. i'll admit i don't understand it all mm -hmm. this but these are the these are the times when when you don't have a commander in chief or i guess that's the wrong term for right now but the president who doesn't really understand it either which that he's a he's a guy i don't blame him for not understanding it because i don't understand it but you don't have a person like that so they can't advocate and they can't bring the people together to talk about it and look i agree with you about i think everybody should have health care right the thing is though it's tough to afford everything, yeah. afford it for all of these people and be able to afford all these other social programs out there too. When you've got, you've got Republican leadership as well that wants to cut taxes. Right. These things don't work. You can't cut taxes and have Medicare for all. Well, but see, here's the thing, because we always talk about this, right? But we never say we can't go to this war I because agree. we don't have enough money. You're right. right. So, I mean, the framing kind of bothers me or disturbs me because, like, it's always it always comes to social programs where we don't have enough money. You see bumper stickers. Why is there always money for war but not for education? The money is there. All it is is a reallocation of resources. We could cut the defense budget and we would have beyond enough money to pay for everybody to have health care and it really would not be a big deal it's just that people make money from us spending money in on defense right, right? right. and that, and that's basically what it is so obviously bernie has been out there he's had to frame his medicare for all plan he's had to detail exactly how he's going to pay for it and the media and other you know political forces have pressured him into explaining how he's going to pay for it. But I think that that is a, it's kind of an inconsistent uh, question to ask him because people are never asked how they're going to pay for this war. Why are we spending this much on 
the defense budget or why are we cutting taxes and blowing a hole through the budget or the deficit this much? Those questions are never answered. So every other, you know, most other major industrialized countries guarantee universal health care. It's really, I think, I think it's just being overblown how difficult it is. Uh I'm not saying there won't be some costs, but I think they're very exaggerated. Put it that way. Uh, So I do... Drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Gently put it down. (laughs) So I do agree with you to a certain extent, but like, if you have a certain amount of people contributing, you know, through taxes to pay off, you know, Medicare or healthcare for all. What about the others that don't pay at all or can't contribute? So, so what happens to the funds then? Like, do, do you think they'll slowly go down or like they would increase? Like, so I do agree that everybody should have healthcare and, um, that it, it it should be paid off by like you know us people like, mm-hmm. it's us that need the health care right but like i said earlier to a certain extent who's going to be like who's going to be given the most money out of our society to actually pay for this and like medical bills they're not cheap they're not cheap <laughs> right. at all oh my goodness like for example sickle cell mm-hmm. like, i have sickle cell but i'm not in a you know, in the hospital as often because I, I know my triggers and whatnot and I know how to avoid it. But for some people that, you know, have sickle cell and can't avoid their triggers, they're in the hospital for months and months at a time. And, you know, the, that bill does rack up and, and stuff like that. So I'm just thinking like, yeah, we all should have medical health care and whatnot and nobody should be left to die on the side of the road. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's just inhuman, actually. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want anything like that to happen but at the end of the day who's gonna pay for it Mm -hmm. that's i mean that's my thought like where's the money gonna come from and whatnot and i'm actually starting to wonder how these other countries out there are you know creating a system for their you know society and actually coming up with the funds for it so i mean i don't understand why we don't tap into other resources and you know find out what other countries are doing so that we can fix our you know health care and whatnot and um just keep the ball rolling because as of right now, it's just failure after failure after failure. And when will we see the, like the light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, come to a conclusion and agreement to healthcare? Yeah. And I would say, I know from my girlfriend's a nurse, she talks to a lot of health professionals. A problem they have with universal healthcare is um, people that will abuse the fact that they have healthcare from the government is that they'll come in when they don't really need to and they'll clog up ERs and they'll do all these things. And then they don't have enough staff to be able to, you know, provide for these people. And it is, it is a problem, you know, mm-hmm. that money, cause that's even more money to pay, hire more staff right, and all that right. stuff. Cause everybody's going to use it. It's a tough thing, you know, and it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the solution is. That's these senators have a tough job, but I don't think the, what they're doing right now is the exact opposite of what they need to be doing. Of Just course. talking to Republicans to get a bill together uh, it, is wrong. Both ways, right? The fact that there's Democratic senators means that there's people out there that think liberally. And whether you agree with them or not, you have to respect that they have opinions on things. You need to talk to them. And then you'll get some overwhelming majority that will vote for it. That Obamacare was not a, a, a partisan thing. There are Republicans that voted yes on that. The Republicans that were consulted on that. That's what you've got to do to right. figure it out. And if, like we were saying, 
most people, I believe, think that the universal socialized medicine is the way to go. I think that's totally won the debate on what people want. Mm -hmm. So you're voted in there to represent what your people think, not necessarily these companies that paid for your campaigns. Right. So that's well, what, that is really who they I who know. they represent and who they speak for. But that's well, that's another problem. That's a problem. That's yeah. another problem that we could get into. But they need to talk to each other. They need to figure something out. If socialized medicine is what people want, we need to find a way to pay for it. Yeah. And the way to pay for it is not by cutting taxes, like it seems like is going to happen. Um, and it doesn't mean you know rattling the cage of a north korean crazy person to right. cause another war which we don't need exactly. so <sighs> it's quite a simple solution i think yeah. just talk to each other and let's right. figure out what people want and what will work best for people but gotcha. i appreciate your passion on the yeah issue. definitely it healthcare is a big thing it is for me so it is yeah yeah so <laughs> that's what it is everybody's trying to live and I, yeah. time is of the essence you know yeah. Do what you can during life. Enjoy it. Because once you get older, I feel like it's just, dang, I, I could have did that. Right. Day, and I can't do it now. So take, right. advantage. take advantage of the health care you have now. Uh, stay healthy. You know, do what you can. Stay active. That's the GOP health care plan. Yeah, just right. stay healthy. Right. Yeah. You won't need anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't get sick. Right. Exactly. So. Cool. Um, all right. I think we're finished up. That wraps it up. Huh? That wraps it up. I mean, anything, any message you want to leave for the people? Alison, it's been great to have you on today. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Enough. I had a blast talking about, you know, these subjects and actually catching up with you guys. But last thing I have to say is, you know, people live your lives. Don't, don't focus on, you know, the main or actually eat. You can have a conscience of like what's going on around the world and whatnot. I mean, it doesn't hurt to know some things, but once you really get into it and you know your judgment, you know, changes the way you are, that I feel like you're just getting away from you know the whole point of life. It's just to live your own and you know enjoy it while it lasts because not everybody lives forever. So that's my pointer. You know, that's my last word. It's just to enjoy life and you know. Do all you can while you, you while you still are you know breathing, right, Allison? Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah thanks no for problem, coming on. No problem. All right, cool, Tyler. Uh, any I'll, last thoughts? No, I don't think so. Um, I think we'll have Marcus back next week. I believe. Are you going to be here, Jesse? What I'll be you? here. All right, I'll um, be in the studio. Social media. We do have social media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Total Mind Jargon. We are on YouTube, Total Mind Jargon. Just search us on there, and we'll pop up. Um, give us a like, give us some feedback. Um, tell us what you'd like to hear on the program. That's Definitely. about it. It's All been right. good to be back. Yeah, from cool. TMJ Studios in yes. Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, we're signing off. Take it easy. See ya. Bye. Cool. That's what's up. How do you like it? Yeah, it's cool, man. Letting go